welcome to the Destiny Podcast. We hope this message blesses you. By the way, if you, I don't know how much you read the Bible or not, <clears throat> in the context of you are the epistles of God, the way Paul puts it, read your Bible. Read it, read it, read it. Read it, read it, and then read it again. Read it in different translations. And it honestly, ah, this is, there's so much beauty of Jesus in there. So much overwhelming awesomeness of him. <clears throat> um, I love this. Colossians makes a point of just telling us that the fullness of the Godhead fullness of the deity was in Christ the fullness not just a portion of it and that's why Jesus can say things uh, to to Philip and in, in, I think it's in John 14 whenever who see if you see me you see the father it's just like I'm not just an aspect of God I'm the nice aspect you know I'm the forgiveness aspect I'm the hey guys it's all right hippie Jesus is here but, you know, angry God is still raging in heaven and he's got an anger issue and alcohol problems and you just don't want to meet this kind of dad. But don't you worry, I'll hide you in me. You know, from now on you'll be in Christ and we'll sneak you into heaven. He'll never know. <laughs> and so that's still a lot of the thing of forgiveness because actually if you need forgiveness... <laughs> You must have done something that requires the need for forgiveness. Now, I am—I believe in sin, absolutely. Um, it's bad, and when sin, temptation, when that, when desire goes, when you give into temptation, temptation, when that matures, produces sin, and when sin matures, produces death. That's just—it's just bad for you to say the least. Um, but actually, then we need to go back on even further. Actually, what did Jesus do on the cross? He paid a price. Can we all agree on this? Yeah? He paid a price for you. But who did it pay the price to? Who did we as humanity owe something to? Now, I don't want to give an answer to that. But to be honest, that's one question I am questioning. I'm dealing with myself at the moment. with Because the wrath of God is still this thing that is out there reserved for the sinners that have not repented yet, that have not received their forgiveness check from Jesus to cash in with the angry God. And he's like, okay, I'm not angry with you anymore. Still angry with you though. Yeah, that, that's how we've kind of, that's how I grew up in, in my understanding of how God relates to the world. He's just really angry at the world because of all the things that they do. And all the things that they do, they are really, really bad. I'm not trying to make light of sin or just put sin in relation to, hey, you know, it's really not that bad. If it works for you, it's all right. I'm, don't subscribe to that nonsense at all. Um, I believe, I'm, a, I'm actually very... Um, In a lot of things, I'm, I'm very conservative in my views and beliefs, despite 
apparently being a hypergrace teacher. I'm very, very, very conservative. Um, but, yeah. So there is Paul telling the Ephesians, no, telling the Galatians. Why did I close it now? Telling the Galatians um, about his conversion. Yeah, he's like, I was angry, was about to just get some more people into jail. And then Jesus met me. This is um, Galatians 1, verse 15. He starts, But when God, who, has set me, who had set me apart, even from my mother's womb, and called me through his grace, was pleased, and now verse 16, to reveal his Son in me, so that I might preach him among the Gentiles. So he's like, Guys, I did not know Jesus. In fact, I persecuted him. But when the time was right, the Father revealed Christ in me. Yeah. Because the way I understood conversion so far is that the Father reveals Christ to you. Yeah. The, the Father, Holy Spirit does the introduction. is like, Timo, Jesus, Jesus, Timo, would you guys like to know each other? Jesus is like, yeah, I died for you. Timo, what do you say? Yes, great. You're a Christian now. By the way, your sins are forgiven. Eternal life is yours. Go and be merry. Yeah, that's kind of what I understood conversion to be so far. And then sometimes we had to go through the sinner's prayer or all sorts of things. But basically, that was the transactional kind of deal where there is an external God, an external person presents himself to me and I, as an individual, as an um, isolated individual, I get to decide whether I let this Jesus in to my heart. Yeah, He's out there, and now I get to let him into my heart. And then Paul says here, when, when God thought this is the right time now, I'm going to show Paul that I was in him all along. And Paul's like, whoa, this is blowing my mind. The one that I persecuted is hiding inside of me. Ah, what am I going to do now? This is, this is a big deal to understand that Christ was in Paul before Paul was a Christian. And my conservative theology doesn't like it. I, I, I really don't like it. I, was, I had much better answers and clearer answers when I believed in an angry God that couldn't wait to throw these guys into hell because of all the things that they did. And he gave them a fair chance. I died for you. All you had to do is say the prayer. But you didn't want to. You made your bed. Now lie in it. Off you go into hell. Yeah. And there's Jesus. Saying actually. Everything exists in me. Everything exists because of me. I can still subscribe to that. And everything is being held together by me. It's like ah. I thought, Jesus, you only hung out with the Christians. And he kind of waved to the non-Christians from afar and said, come and get saved. And, uh, and apparently he's a little bit different than, he's a little bit more present in the world than I thought. In fact, if you think about it, it's, I, I love about, the thing I love about the Trinity, that they're so different, yet they're so one, that one is the best way to describe them. To the point where I love this about the shack, 
where Papa has the scars in her hand. And it's like, ah, no, it's, it, it's Jesus that hung on the cross. How come the Father has God? I don't understand this. But, if, but the Bible actually calls Jesus the Creator. I always thought it was the Father that's the Creator. And then it says, praise to God, the Father, our Savior. And I thought, no, 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 it's Jesus. He is our Savior. You know, it's like, how come the roles get to be, but they're so just like, we're one. What you've done, I've done. What I've done, you've done. It's just, and yet, we're very different. You know, I am the Spirit, I am the Son, I am the Father. They're, they're very different, and yet, I don't understand it. But that's the beauty of even us in Christ. We're so one, and I'm still me. I haven't lost my identity in Him. But what He has done, I've done. It's that sort of, that's why I am the righteousness of God. It's not, we're not separated. We're not part Jesus, part Timo inside of me. It's just like, I'm fully, I'm fully alive in Christ. But just, just... Just dwell on that for the rest of your life. The Father revealed Christ in Paul. Not to him. But it's like, boom. I was in you all along. It's like, ah, I don't like this. Because I thought heaven was a place where God is. And hell is the place where God isn't. And then David says in Psalm 139, wherever I go, you are there. I could even hide from you. I could try and run away like Jonah did. I could even lay myself down in death. Yet. Ta-da! Jesus is there. Like, oh, I don't like this. Because now, and I, the conservative, I still do believe in heaven and hell. Yeah, that's... I'm just not as clear-cut on it anymore as I thought I was. The thing is, it's not my job to decide who goes where anyways. So, I don't, I don't need to define the borders of where does hell stop and start and heaven stop and st- it's not my job I just get to hang out with Jesus and actually I get to share his eternal destiny and I think this is what this is the whole thing about humanity as well it's about who do you want to be united with because there is going to be from where I stand there's going to be two eternal destinies one is going to be heaven whatever that looks like and one is going to be hell whatever that looks like I don't even want to define that there's much smarter people out there that can define that. But united with Christ means being buried in his death and being resurrected into his life and eternal life. Knowing him, this is what he prays in John 17, I think. It's like that. That they may have eternal life and this is eternal life. Jesus defines it. It's not life after you die. It's eternal life is that they know you and the one that you sent. It's the, it's the, the eternal life is relationship with him. It's being united. Galatians 2, 19, 20. He's just like, I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I now live, I live by faith. It's actually by faith of the Son of God. It's not even like, it's, it's never this, I have to have faith in Jesus, but... <laughs> He has included me in his faith. I get to partake of his life. It's all one. It's the great dance. It really is. Um, but the choice that I get to make is who do I want to be united with? Because if I want to be united with Christ, being one with him, it's actually the result of the maturity of that is, or yeah, let's put it in consequences, is eternal life. It's just union with him. 
I get to choose if I want to be united with sin though as well. And there is that maturing into death as well. Whatever that looks like, it's, that's not the point of this right now. Um, it's, it is really that, who do I want to cling to? Who I, do I want to be united with? Who do I want to be one with? And that, Jesus has set me so free that for the first time, I can actually choose who I want to be united with. Before, I was a slave to sin. I, I did not have a choice. There was no, who do you want to be united with, Timor? I was a child of death. That's just a vessel of destruction. That's Paul is very elaborate in his pictures that he tries to paint. It's like this. It was bad. It was bad. It was bad. Yeah. And then he comes. But God. I love this. This is Ephesians. I think Ephesians 3. No, Ephesians 2. Where he just he starts off. You were dead in your trespasses and sins in which you formerly walked according to the course of this world according to the prince of the power of the air the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience among them we too all formerly lived in the lusts of our flesh indulging in desires of the flesh of the mind and were by nature children of wrath even as the rest basically your things were bad you you didn't even have a chance to choose good or bad and then he comes in but God I love this then God just this is what Jesus did just rescued you from that prison of sin and now he has made you so truly free freedom true freedom no I may put it this way if he made you free to now walk with him that would not be freedom yeah if the only purpose if the only intention of Jesus for you to just like, okay, I'm going to grab you from here and now I'm going to grab you for myself. That would not be true freedom. That would be still good because actually this is where you want to be. Absolutely. But true freedom is just what you want to do. He actually made you free to choose sin again if you so want to. He made you free to be united with him if you want to. That's absolute freedom. That's insane. And this is the forgiveness part. This is 2 Corinthians 5. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a Phil Drysdale! He's Phil Drysdale. If anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old things passed away. Behold, new things have come. Now all these things are from God. This is it. Who reconciled us to himself through Christ starting at verse 17 and gave us the ministry of reconciliation namely that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself and the world the, the word there for world is actually cosmos so this is just it's much more than just humanity there's God is very much interested in all of his creation that's been subjected into this thing that it just groans and waits for the revealing of the glory of the sons of God, the freedom that we are actually walk, we are 
that's inside of us, but we're not walking in it, in it yet because we haven't really seen him for who he really is. We haven't really seen us for who we really are. And there's this, this is the beauty of the daily walk with Jesus, the unveiling, the unpacking. It's like a banana that he's just peeling open. It's like, Timo, have you seen who you really are? You're incredible. Anyway. Um, reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them. And he has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though, as though God were making an appeal through us. We beg you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. So, forgiveness. Um, back to that. I always understood that the gateway into heaven is me asking for forgiveness and then because I ask because God made provision through Jesus on the cross now he can grant me until then he's like oh Tima would love to but I can't because I'm a just God and you're still a sinner and therefore map and so now he's like oh yes he asked the magic prayer this is like this is what we do with our kids say please and until you say you know if you don't say please you don't get it and so it was like okay you need to ask pray the sinner's prayer however you want to pray this ask me for forgiveness then I can grant you forgiveness and then you can come into heaven um, the problem was I was here God was there and then we, we know this picture don't we um, in the middle there's a chasm with sin and then Jesus comes and the cross fits perfectly in the chasm and it, it's a bridge. And now, because of Jesus, I can now come to God. The problem is, God never waited on his side of the chasm. God actually came to us. It's, he wasn't waiting for us to come to him. Um, John, in the Gospel of John, verse in the first chapter, it says the grace and truth, like the law was given through Moses. It's like, okay, God is basically sitting on the mountain and saying, guys, if you really want to come up the mountain, this is what it takes. And all of Israel says, yeah, yeah, we'll do it. And then later on tried, ah, it doesn't really work. Now, but grace and truth have come to us or have been manifested to us through Christ Jesus. So there's the chasm. There was a chasm. There was a distance perceived by humanity that was actually never real from God's end. God wasn't hiding from Adam and Eve. Adam was hiding from God. And so this, this thing, the thing that sin did was basically twist how humanity saw God. And God was this angry guy that I have to hide from because I know I'm guilty. I know I'm sinful. And if I was God, I would not want me. So therefore, I'm going to do God a favor and not even come close to him. Yeah. So there's Jesus bridging the chasm before the cross was even there, even though the cross was before the foundation of the world. That's where it gets messy. And I don't understand it. I really don't. But he was slain before the foundation of the world. But yeah. So Jesus appears on the sinful side yeah, of this equation. And he just reveals himself and reveals God and says, Guys, you have completely forgotten who I really am. And there's no, there's, there's sending a prophet telling you about me doesn't do it anymore. I've sent you enough and you all stoned them to death because you didn't believe them. Now I'm going to, this is me, touch me. If you see me, you see my dad. And then he turns to the woman that was caught in adultery and says, Has nobody condemned you? Neither will I. 
but go and sin no more because this is all bad. Sin still is bad. Sin, sin, when it matures, it will bring death. Just, there's no point whitewashing it at all, but I'm not going to condemn you. This is not my job. My job is not to come to condemn the world, to judge the world. No, my job, I've come to, I brought reconciliation. My job was to, on the cross, to suck up the whole cosmos inside of me. And the cosmos now is reconciled with God. You are reconciled with God. God is not angry with you anymore. But the question now is, do you want relationship with Jesus? And that's why there is now, now we have been made ambassadors. So as, as if it was God, like on his behalf, we get to beg the world please be reconciled with him because it takes two for relationship that's it it's just like don't run away from god anymore he's not angry with you the, the forgiveness issue is it's not the issue anymore it actually is an issue for your own self how well do you sleep for your own conscience that may your heart still condemns you if you don't know that you have been forgiven you still walk as guilty when you don't know that you have been actually made right with God already. So for the sake of relationship, I still do believe in sorting things out with God. Absolutely. Like I've made a mess of things. I'm like, Jesus, I'm really sorry. But I'm, it's, not, it's not so that he forgives me. It's because he forgives me that I actually want to make this relationship right again with him. It's the same with me and my wife. Um, I I apologized to her not because our our marriage the legal side of it may be at stake but because of the relationship is there's something now that's come into the relationship that isn't good and I want to tell her look I'm really sorry where I introduced something in our relationship that isn't good thank you that you still love me because I know that you still love me because I know that you forgive me but I'm really sorry and that for me that's the biggest thing that has switched over the years where before it was until I ask for forgiveness this thing is still standing in between me and God whatever this thing is and now it's because I've been forgiven I don't how can I not want to walk in oneness with him Basically, the Old Covenant is a, um, in order to covenant, and the New Covenant is a because covenant. In, in order to be forgiven, you need to forgive first. Jesus was quite clear about this. I mean, the parable of the, um, the, the guy that's, um, oh, the king something and then was actually owed something by somebody else and was and and ended up being in prison you know this you know, the parable and he was in prison until he paid up everything that is literally and now if you don't forgive your father this is what jesus says your father in heaven won't forgive you I'm like ah yeah it's it's an in order to you want forgiveness you better do forgiveness yeah you want to be loved you want to walk in favor? You better love God. Your, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, heart, soul. This is, this is an in order to. 
the new covenant is a because covenant. Because you are loved, now you can love. You have been loved first. You only love, 1 John 4 says, because you only love because you have been loved. Now Jesus actually, Paul puts it this way, because you are forgiven, now forgive. It's, it's not in order to get forgiven, forgive. It's because you have been forgiven, forgive now. So this reconciliation thing is, it's all sorted. Um, you are children of light. You don't have to try to be light. You just walk as light now. For, for once, just live as who you really are. So for me, this forgiveness thing is, you have been forgiven, but salvation and forgiveness are two different things. And we always thought it's the same thing. You've been forgiven, saved, you get to heaven. And for me, it's, I, I really believe the world does not owe God anything. He has nailed, I think it's Colossians as well, he has nailed the demands that sin has like, on the cross. He's like made a public spectacle of, of everything that had a demand on humanity. However, it's still relationship that is eternal life. And now that is where reconciliation comes in. It's like, do you want to? And that to me, that is salvation. That's the Zozo aspect of actually, yes, Jesus. I can be a free, forgiven guy, but still choose to be united with sin. But actually, I do want to be united with you. Um, I, just, I, just, I get this thing thrown at me, right? Like if, if, I, if I talk about, you know... Uh, freedom all the rest of it and and and, and grace and, and people say yeah but there is there mm -hmm. is another side of this thing and sure this, there is this this thing's thrown at me um it says i this is john speaking it says i baptize you with water for repentance um but after me comes one who is blah blah mm -hmm. um his winnowing fork is in his hand and his and he will clear his threshing floor, gathering the wheat into mm -hmm. the barn and burning up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Um, can, you, can you speak into it? Yeah. Um, Jesus puts it this way in a parable as well. It's like, there will be people that say, Lord, Lord, you know, we've, we've done, we kind of done this and that, miracles, um, fat fed the hungry, healed the sick. And Jesus says, not everybody that calls me Lord, she knows me. And he has to say, and this is the whole goats and sheep. It's like, I n like, depart from me, you who do lawlessness. Who you do stuff that I've actually never asked you to do. I never knew you. It's this, to me, I'm really reading, rereading everything that Jesus says through the lens of relationship. And it's this, actually, um, and that's why I didn't, I don't want to go into what hell looks like or not, or the definition, because I'm not intending to spend, spend any time in hell. So, and actually trying to scare people into heaven by painting hell as bad as we can be, still missing the point of relationship with God. And I think that's why there's, it comes back to anybody that subscribes to that theology, I want to question their relationship with Jesus. How much is it? Why, 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 is, it that the, why is it that the guys were, were saying it? 
Do you see what I mean? Because if we say it's not doesn't it's not for us, what, why is it that they felt the need to put that in as well? Um, I because I do believe that there is that I do believe that <laughs> there is an eternal existence, and I get to make a decision who I want to be un- who I want to be united with, and in sharing that that eternal existence whatever that looks like again like I'm there's so many there's so many scriptures that support universalism as much as they support even just Calvinism and saying yeah you are a vessel of wrath God just made you don't don't argue with the um, what Paul what, what does Paul says like your vessel you've been made out of clay just, what do you think you can just have a chat with the potter and just to, don't you know just like God is almighty and he just knows what he's doing and if you're just made for hell then tough I don't subscribe to that either but they're all in there and uh, whichever side you're landing on you have to just admit to yourself that yeah I'm putting more emphasis on this one scripture than on the other so, so yeah, yeah, no, go for it. It's really good. It's uh, is is it an either or though, or is it both and? Do you see what I mean? So, so, so are we are we doing people a disjustice perhaps to say, look, just God loves you, exist in His love, you're an expression of who He is, mm. um, and to not put that, oh, but there is this aspect of who He is as well, because that's what we saw the first Christians to mm-hmm. repent, or there is consequences. Mm-hmm. Um, so, are we? That's a really good question. I, I am, um, I ask myself that a lot, because, because to me that's part of maturity as well. Is um, uh, Phil, I don't know whether he's done that already or not, but just like, you know how humanity has matured over the centuries and seen God and just Him revealing more according to actually the maturity of humanity as well. Um, I tell my kids don't touch the oven because it's hot and actually before you stick a fork in a socket I'm going to slap you on the hand because until you are mature enough to grasp the concept of this is actually good and this is not good this leads to life and this leads to death I will make sure that I'll protect you by giving you very clear instructions and consequences should you not want to obey that because there's life and death and it and you're at stake. Now, not a salvation issue, but an issue of, of almost revealing his heart. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. However, and, and so therefore, actually. I'm not clear on that. I really am not personally. This is this is another big thing that God is just dealing with me. Um, because are we doing people uh, actually? Because they they need to stop sinning because it's not good, but not for the sake of trying to be good, because for the quality of their life right now. And for eternity, whatever that again, whatever that looks like. But uh, but if 
in a in a maturity kind of way, if they're not at the place where they can see that, do they need that? It's like no, this is bad. It's this or death, and there's consequences, there's punishment, whatever it is. Or actually, am I just completely misrepresenting God again? And he's he's not interested in reestablishing animal sacrifices just so that he can introduce Jesus again. It's I really don't know. What I do know is discipleship only works when I walk with people. And as I walk with them, and they... Let's just take a really practical example. They get drunk all the time. Um, It's just bad for their health. It's bad for their finances. It's bad for their relationship. And when you're drunk, you do things that you probably wouldn't do when you're sober. So whatever that looks like. You might get somebody pregnant. You might end up in jail. You might sell drugs. You might take drugs. You might... Whatever it is. And in that thing, it's, it's very clear. Paul actually... That's a very clear point. It's like, don't get drunk on wine. Actually, rather just be filled with Holy Spirit. Because there is that excess, this, you do stuff that you really wouldn't do usually in wine. Um, now, I can preach that from the front. And, and actually, if you're in a place where, oh, I, I don't know, this might be really helpful for you. I don't understand why just yet. But this is, this is, again, like why I'm reading the Bible. I don't understand half of what I'm reading. But it's like, actually, Jesus, this is somehow good for me. The apostles, within the context of, of, of non-relationship, threw it out to the masses, yeah. right? Turn up and repent, or there mm-hmm. is consequences. To, and so for them, it wasn't, a, it wasn't an individualistic, do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm playing yeah, 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 no, no, go, go for it. Um, and so for them it wasn't a kind of a within the context of of an in intimacy that they had with people it was just a look guys on mass unless yeah. you accept this you the hell, hell whatever, mm-hmm. whatever is 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 yeah. that's where you're going i mean with john for example that's that is still he was he was the greatest of the prophets under the old covenant yeah. and in jesus i believe there's again there's disputes as to when the old covenant finished when the new one started was it 70 AD was it I believe um, I I don't care actually for me it was Jesus fulfilling the law and because of that I can but but to a degree without relationship we are just doing the same thing with the law again en masse this is right this is wrong do this you live do this you die and it's a um, and that's not relationship. But I, I used definitely subscribe to that version of the body of Christ as well. I'm saying, actually, this is what it is like to be a child of God. Not try and be there. Just like Paul says, you are children of light. Now live as one. But this is what it looks like. Guys, you're faithful to your wives. Just simple as that. Like this is never a question. Like full stop. Um, this is as light has no relationship with darkness. So actually, and so because of that, it's not a now we need to try again. This is actually more a manif- 
a manifest of what the new creation really looks like and not a, okay now I need to try to achieve that or strive to be that this is more of a just let's take faithfulness for example it's like rather than okay Timo you need to be faithful just stay faithful to Ruth just don't mess up it's actually I could read it like this completely miss the point or I could actually see that this is the description of who I am you are faithful it's like wow I don't I it's not like you don't get to look at any other woman again it's like I don't I I don't look at other women again this is I am faithful he has made me a faithful husband the new creation is and so to me it doesn't take away or it doesn't neglect or it doesn't like let's pretend bad consequences are there aren't there or let's pretend heaven or hell or whatever concept there doesn't exist anymore it's just like actually the new creation walks in integrity it doesn't lie the new creation does it's because pe people have put it to me that that you're you're not giving people the option do you see what i mean if if, if you go if if you're just saying god is love he's gracious mm -hmm. and they say well okay but why is it that the first people that we're talking about and they hung out with him mm -hmm. chose to and actually we're not revealing god's heart in its entire in, in its entirety um because we're just giving we're actually take taking away and i guess that 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 would be to say there's too much on me because god's revealing but do you, do you see do you see what i mean is yeah yeah like, stop beating your wife like just stop it yeah. don't it's like, ah, stop cheating on your wife. Stop it. It's not like a gradual, the more he reveals, the more, the less you're going to beat her. Yeah. Um, and I think this is where I am not sure because I'm absolutely, stop it. Yeah. And then there's other areas where I'm thinking somehow God doesn't seem to be so stressed about this and it's just going to fall off as that person is walking in, in that maturing of who they really are. Um, and it is just like, actually, yeah, if, if it's just like, hey, it's all about God's love, let's sing Kumbaya, then even, even if people put it this way, I would say they're missing the point of relationship. It's just because then it's just like, ah, oh, we're all in heaven, we're all included, we're all, it's all, and, and it's relationship. And actually, if you don't want relationship with Jesus, that's okay. And, but not like, and there will be consequences because now I'm already like strong arming you into, but you better have because, and yet, there is consequences as to whoever you unite yourself with that's the destiny that you'll share so the the, the, the original apostles in, 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 in one sense were, were, were saying look there is this that because that's the stomach that the guys had at the time is, is, that, yeah. is, that, fair? is that fair yeah Maybe yeah are you, sure, are you sure you are understanding what repent are you thinking? Are you? Is it that you think that what they are saying is stop sinning in order to? Because repentance is about so, changing your mind, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. And it's about turning from self righteousness. Yeah. What I'm going to do 
to recognizing that we can only rely on his righteousness mm, yeah. and what he's done, his reconciliation that makes us righteous. And I think sometimes this hellfire and damnation, threshing hooks, whatever, it's like you don't, if you don't stop sinning, you're going to hell. But that, it, it, that's not the message. The message is re- reconciliation. The message is God has come and with peace to the world and reconciliation. Mm-hmm. It's not about you've got to stop sinning. It's about he's done it. And I think this is where I, I become, I walk on very thin ice because I do believe there is character traits of what the new creation looks like. And, and then just what, because exactly that, like it is no longer the repent, the grovel in order to be forgiven. No. But, and that's where the first epistle of John sometimes gets a bit confusing who he talks to and how that works and all that but um, but basically he says guys if you say you're a Christian but you don't live like one I have the right to question your faith James puts it even further and says works without faith faith without works is dead don't tell me you love Jesus but I don't see that trait in there and yet on the other hand I absolutely do believe that it's faith it's not works so yeah yeah you might just there might just be a seed in there and you might your life might look a complete mess and yet God sees you as absolutely righteous and he's not putting any demands on you and at the same time it's just actually but this is who Jesus is and it's a tension I'm living in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's good. I do, I do really believe in the Holy Spirit discipling us, even as we disciple others. Where is it time for me to confront that person and say, actually, that's not right? Yeah. Not in terms of, um, this is just, this is not who you are. Mm-hmm. You are not an um, yeah. whatever. But this is who you are. Now live like it. And and yeah, you will have to make a decision as to what you believe. Do I believe this? Or nah. And and then there's other times where Holy Spirit says, just keep telling them about who they really are in terms of their righteousness and watch what I'll do and just things dropping off. And I it's a lot easier for us as leaders just to have a blank thing of just right, this is it, this it isn't. Um, but then we just kind of repackage the new covenant. Thank you for listening to the Destiny podcast. For further information, check out www.idestiny.org.uk.